Arizona to Canada to uh, Yerushalayim, to the Holy City of Jerusalem. What a better way to celebrate Chol HaMoed, to engage in, in Pesach in, with then some Torah of Rav Kook. I am both thrilled and, and sad to share that this is already the ninth out of 10 sessions in this learning series of Rav Kook Torah. And we are thrilled to have our master educator, Rav Yitzchak Evan Shaish, here with us, straight out of Yerushalayim, out of Beit HaRav Kook, to share some Torah with us. Moedim Lesimcha. Thank you so much for being here. Chagim Uzmanim Lesasson, and thank you so much for this opportunity to share the illuminated teachings and Torah of Rav Kook through these pixels of light transformed in the most remarkable way so that we can see and hear each other. And that nigun, that music is a nigun composed by Rav Kook. So that's, that's why it's appropriate for, the, for this Beit Midrash. So shalom to everybody everywhere and I hope you can see me and that you can hear me okay. I'm assuming you can because nobody is saying otherwise. And um, I will now begin to the, the presentation, as it were, by calling up the, the text that uh, we're on. And we are going through, in the second half of this tree of life of the Torah of Rav Kook, we are going through, uh, we went to, I'll review next week the two structures we went through, but uh, today we're actually, we'll continue, but um, there's an extraordinary piece that Rav Kook wrote, and we've been We've been, hold on, let me just start here. Okay. The fourfold song, and it basically based on the name Yudke Vavke and the expansion of Yudke Vavke to Yud, Yudke, Yudke Vav, Yudke Vavke. And he explains that there's, uh, David Amelech used to play four nigunim on his harp. And in the Zohar, it explains that um, this expansion of Yudke Vavke, and then will be a Shirak Fula, Shir Pashut, Shir Kaful, Shir Meshulash, Vashir Meruba, connecting with Shem Havaya, and the world will, will be at its perfected state. And we're all participating in that, and, and Rav Kook explains that our participation um, takes the level of a fourfold song. And there is that part of us in which we sing Shirat Nafsho, the song of our own being. And within ourselves, we find everything, our full spiritual satisfaction. And then there is the part of us that emerges past our private self and shar shirata umma and we sing the song of our nation the song of our people 
leaving the circle of our individual self, aspiring with a gentle love to the whole community of Israel, and we sing with Israel. And then as we grow and expand, we reach toward more distant realms, titrachev nafsho, our, our being, our spirit rises beyond the boundary of Israel, to sing the song of humankind. We aspire towards humankind's general goal and look for its higher perfection. And this is the subject of our meditations, our study, our aspirations, and our visions. And now we go to the next level. Let's just hold on a second. Yeah. And then there is that level of being in which we rise and expand toward wider horizons. Ad shemit ached im kol hayekum kulo. To the point that we unite with all that exists. Yekum, everything that is kayam. Everything that, that arises, that exists. Im kol habriyot, we join together with all the creatures. In kol haolamim and all the worlds, ve'im kulam omer shira, and we sing our song with all of them. Zehu haosek beperek shira bechol yom shemuftachlo shehu ben haolam aba. This is the one that the Chazal say that whoever sings a portion of song each day is guaranteed of having a share in the world to come. And this, of course, we put in our tefillah. This is the Ashrei prayer. It was put in there by uh, the Anshei Knesset. This is the prayer that fits, that, that allows us to say we've sung a portion of song each day. But Rav Kook here is taking it, of course, on a much higher level. It is when we're singing the song of uh, when we unite with all existence and with all God's creatures and with all the worlds. And we sing our song with all of them. That's when we're assured of having a share in the world to come. So that's the fourth level. This is the level of Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey. Okay, and welcome to everyone who's come. And from this fourth level, I've chosen a few pieces from Ruff Cook's writings that he relates to this and expands this understanding. And in a certain way, it's in this realm that we meet Ruff Cook at, at his most global cosmic uh, mysticism. <laughs> And, and, and yeah, his most, last week we spoke about his universal perspective. This week we're going into his cosmic perspective. 
which is one level beyond universal. And then he says like this in notebook eight, entry 46. An individual person has to find themselves, locates themselves in themselves. We are all us, each one of us individually. And afterwards we discover we ourselves and this world that is all around us. In a certain way, this is also has to do with the levels of, of, of human growth, right? As a child, our whole focus is only on ourselves. We only notice things around us um, at an early point, just because that's where the food is. But then as we grow, we find ourselves in our environment at Misavavo and that which is all around us, Shahu which is our chevra, our society, tziburo, our, our community, ve'amo, and our nation, our people. We find ourselves as part of a, of a society, uh, a nation. And then this community, and now he uses to call this the tzibur, it defines itself, it locates itself in itself. But then it finds itself as part of all humankind. Here we are, we're in the United Nations. We're part of, the, of all humankind. Our nation is one of the multitudes of nations of the world. What are we, a three billion, four billion? then humankind it finds itself in itself first and then it discovers or locates itself in the world we're also part of this environment and in a certain way all the environmental uh, uh, priorities that we have to have now came out of this that first we were just involved in ourselves we were just you know we need oil we need we need coal whatever it was the consequences was just not an issue for us our whole need was how it can sustain us but now we're finding ourselves that we're part of a larger environment and we have an impact on that environment ha'olam the world it finds itself in itself. And afterwards, when right, we started with the telescope, and I guess Galileo was he the first to look around and see what are all these worlds that, that encompass us, that surround us. And that's in a way the, the universe, the, vis, the visible universe anyways. And then hasviva haolamit beklaluta he motza et atzma beatzma. The whole universe locates itself in itself. The acharkach he motza et atzma, and then as it expands, it locates itself be 
ההכללה הסוג סוגית העליונה של כל העולמיות. It's a hard one to translate. This is not a bad translation. In the elevated inclusiveness of all existence. Ha-ha-chlala ha-sug sugit. This all-inclusive inclusiveness that's elevated. Yeah, it's a good translation. In the elevated inclusiveness of all existence. And then this olamiyut, this suguta elyonitsha olamiyut, it it locates itself in itself. And then we come to see that we're actually all of this. In the full treasure, in the supernal elevated light. Hamon Achaim Umekor Yemehem in the multitudinous of life and its oceanic source, its oceanic core, where? Behaoraha Elohit in the divine light. This entire structure all of these levels and we begin with our individual selves and all the different circles of existence that we are a part of we are a particular part of but then when we reach out to all these levels and are able to understand that we are part of uh, this entire thing as being in part of the Ha'oraha Elohit, in the oceanic divine light. Ve'az mit'achdot kol ha'karot halalu yachad. And then we'll join together all these recognitions together, we'll unite together. Ve'chozrot ve'na'asot chativa achad. And they become one unit. Whose allness, its entirety, is great beyond measure. The pratiuta hi chasina. And we have to read this whole thing And its parts. And I think it's all, I, I, the translation there I think is a little misleading, but the pratiuta, and it's, it is, it's particular, there's our chasina, are powerful, tmima shlema umevulata, are, I guess all the parts are, are powerful, whole, complete, umevulata ad ein This translation is better. We have to see that all of this is one unit whose entirety is great beyond measure. It is powerful, whole, complete, outstanding, beyond any any 
limit or purpose as in our understanding, the shetef achaim holech v'shotef, and the flow of light flows forth, the Ora Kodesh holech umitgaber, and the holy light goes forth and grows. And he ends with with Tehillim, the Sharim kecholelim kol ma'ayanebach. We sing and dance, and all our wellsprings are within you. We're all. Uh, we 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 understand and experience our our place in the multitudinous of life and the oceanic source of the divine light. And um, so may we, may we merit to come to this level of consciousness where we can experience ourselves as Rav Cook did in the Chosen Amaleh of the Or Ha'elyon, in the Ha'oraha Elohit. One of the things that's most often described about Rav Cook um, it was the sort of glow that people envisioned and felt or sensed the, uh, around him. So he's speaking here out of out of his experience and giving it giving it words. So may we be really blessed to sing and dance, realizing that our wellsprings are in the divine presence, and. Let us say Amen and feel free to, to join the Amen if it, it's, it's good. I'm not used to quiet classrooms. This is a, this form is quite a form, but um, let's go on. In Orota Chuva, Rav Cook writes like this. This is in chapter chapter six of Orota Chuva. And his uh, Orota Chuva came out. In the early 1920s, when Rav Cook became the chief rabbi of Jerusalem, and it was really the first, no, no, I did, the first book that came out was Orot, which was his sort of Zionist testament. And um, in 1925 came out Orot Chuva, which is, was, he used to read it in Chodesh Elul. He put it in his talit bag and every morning he would read from it and learn from it. So in Orota Tshuva, he writes the following. Mima'amakim ba'aha tshuva. Tshuva emerges from the very depths of being. Mi'omek godel gadolze, from such a great depth, she'ein ha'nefesh ha'yechidit ha'ishit, that the personal individual uh, being it comes from such a depth that the individual does not stand as an entity, a separate entity in and of itself. The sense from tshuva comes from way beyond our, our individual identity. Where does it come from? Hemshech mihagdula ha'havayatita klalit. It's a continuation of the vastness of universal existence. That's what our 
our call for tshuva is comes from and we're sensing it and we're responding to it hopefully the desire for tshuva is related to the universal will from its highest source in its highest source which is in a sense the the divine light the kevan shehazerem hakabir and since the world is constructed in such a way that the powerful force, force of the flow of willful life, what life is willing is, seems to be moving to, rats, it, that it runs around doing, the basic core direction of life energy is to, is to bestow good, right? The sun is here to help the trees grow. The, everything is moved by, by this direction, lehetiv, to, to do good, to provide good. The birds come and feed their children. The, we see it in, in all areas, the, the way oxygen works so well, given you know, the way our lungs are, et cetera, et cetera. The, the basic willful design of life is, is to bestow, is to increase good. Once um, once we recognize that, once we come in touch with that, miyad nachalim rabim shotfim bekol melohayesh legalot immediately multiple streams and rivers flow with fullness of with the fullness of existence to uncover to to disclose the good the moment the mighty stream for the universal will for life towards turns towards the good many forces within from within all of existence are stirred to disclose the good, and to bestow good on everything. And then he quotes the Gomorrah, greatest tshuva, it brings healing to the world. And an individual who does tshuva is forgiven along with the entire world. And tshuva therefore is the force of good coming from the mighty stream for the, the universal will for life, which is to the good when we come in touch with, with our personal tshuva, we're, we're coming in touch with this mighty stream of the universal will for good. And in this great channel in which the life-sustaining force flows, is revealed the unitary source of all existence. And 
מתחדש הכל לטובה עליונה. And in this hovering, life-sustaining spirit of tshuva, מחדש הכל לטובה עליונה, everything is renewed to a higher level of good, to a מאירה ומצוחצחת, to a higher level of the good that is radiant and, and, and polished, is, is perhaps the more, more precise definition of מצוחצחת. The tshuva is inspired ba mi ashifata atzilut kula liyot yoter tova umezukhechet. Tshuva is inspired by the yearning of all existence to be better, purer, more vigorous, and on a higher plane than it is. Betor chefet ze chavui koach haim. Inside this yearning, within this yearning, is a hidden life force, shall hit gabrut al hamida hamugbelet shal avaya, to overcome every limiting factor of existence, ve'al chulshoteya, and on all its weaknesses. We, we have these diseases, well, we want to find a way to, to, to overcome it. There is, in the level of tshuva, that's what's driving all our medical discoveries and, and so on and so forth. This koach haim shel hitgabrut al hamidah mugbala shel ahavaya, built into, the, into our experience is this life power, power of life, to overcome every factor that limits, that weakens existence. It's on that level th that we are significant. And it's in that level of, of tikkun olam that we're participating in. And the individual tshuva of an, the particular tshuva of an individual and certainly of the community, of the group, it draws its power from this source of life. That is always acting with, with power, unending, never-ending vigor. That's the energy that's moving, improving life. And may we be blessed to be, and we're here as agents to, to, be, to, to work in, in, in harmony, in cooperation, and to harness this to bring uh, perfect improvement and perfection. Because we have to understand that we are, that we are in part of this extraordinary, extraordinary experience that's much larger than our normal focus or frame of at least most people. Rav Cook was, you know, he was expressing what he was, what he was envisioning and experiencing. And therefore he could tell us, and this is from notebook three, he wrote this in Yafo uh, around 1912. Mazhirahi nishmata olam. The 
soul of the world is radiant. Mlea, mlea hod veyifahi. It's full of splendor and beauty. Mlea chaim. It's full of life. Ginzei neshamot. Souls hidden. Otsrot ruach hakodesh. Treasures of Holy Spirit. Ma'aynei gevura gdula v'tiferet. Fountains of strength, greatness, and, and splendorous beauty. That's the soul of the world. Hineinu, hineini, behold, I. Hineini mitnasim begaon, behold, but here, but here it's in the plural. We ascend, but it's pra. Anyways, we have to I have to look at the text whether they got a typo here. But hineni mitnasim begeon limrom nishmata olamim. We are rising proudly to the heights of the soul of the world, to the heights of the world soul, cheha olamim, that gives that gives life, that gives life to the worlds. How beautiful is this vision. Please come, oneg, derive, enjoy, lehit aneg, to, to, to be come and, and let us be in, in Oneg, Oneg Shabbat. Come and let us be, bring in tranquility. Let us find peace. Let us Edenize in the Edens. Delight in the delights. I guess that should be Delight in the delights. And then he quotes Tehillim, Shimua Shamua Elai Veichluto Vetitaneg Bedeshen Nafshechem. Listen to me. And it doesn't, this isn't actually translate that whole, the whole, the whole Tehillim there, but listen to me, listen to me, and, and, and taste and see. And, and, and bring in good and find delight in the in the well in the fields of your soul. Listen to me and you will wise yeah lama tishkelu kesef below oh I want to try here okay taste and see that God is good. Why should we spend our substance, our money on what does not provide us uh, without getting any bread? And our efforts without bringing any, any satisfaction to us. Shim'u, shim'u elai, Shimu, shamu elai ve ichlu tov ve tit aneg ve deshe nafshechem. 
listen to me, enjoy what is good, find delight in what is truly precious, find delight in the, in the holy fields of your godly soul. May we be blessed to, to be able to really bring in Tov and, and to rejoice and delight in, in, the, in what is truly precious in life. Because itangu bo'u revu nachat itadnu ba'adanim. Let us delight, find tranquility, and and itaden ba'adanim edenize in all the different Edenic possibilities of life, love, uh, beauty etc. We're living in this extraordinarily beautiful creation and Rav Kook is, is asking us to, to understand it and, and, and appreciate it. Okay. So the fact that this is the context for the largest context for our experience um, Then the question is, how does it relate to us? And Rav Kook, in these few, Rav Kook brings it into our realm. And he says, it's impossible to understand the wonder of the wondrous nature of the human will in all its splendorous freedom our will, haratzon shel ha'adam, the only way to understand it is rak bitor nitzotz echad, as one spark, each one of us is a spark from the shalhevet hagdola, the great flame, shel haratzon hagadol, shebechol ha'avaya kula, of the great powerful will, that's running throughout all existence. The manifestation of the divine will, of the, the will of the creator. So we have to understand that we are here as free-willed beings. We are one spark of, of this divine will for, and the will is, the will for good, the will lehetiv, to bestow good, and um, and to the and when we can be when we sanctify our will, hare domele our the branch that we are is then um, resembles is like the, the, our great source, which is of course the divine holiness. And then we, as we sanctify our will, we can draw yonek mimenu shifat chayav. We can suckle from, we can nurture, we can join and we can be filled with the light from the light and the flow of, of, the, divine, of, the, of the divine creation. And then the, we are filled 
with this complete eternal fullness when we come in touch with the with the uh, the Ratzon Hagadol, when we understand that we are part, our Ratzon is part of the Ratzon Hagadol of the entire Havaya. And when we're in our own private self, I'm going to skip here, when we are immersed in our own individual privacy, it's like a partial prison that we're locked into. At that point, Harehu Menutak et Ratzono Mimekorachaimshilo. At that point, our will is, is cut off from the source of our life. And this just brings us emptiness and weakness and, and, and darkness on the most inner parts of ourselves, which is our will, which is where our kavod, our weight, our weightiness are, is. It's in our will that we are defined. And therefore, kol amal hamusar, all the effort of ethics and ethical directives, all the manifestations of spirituality that are in the world, what, what's the point of it? It is all directed to this highest purpose of freeing our will so that we can freely be expressors of our Selim Elohim and returning it, returning to our foundational source of life, to be planted in the house of God, and then to sprout and, and be and, uh, fruits and, and uh, sprouts and fruit that we can then uh, sprout uh, sprouts and flowers, the and, and great productivity, the to be unified in a complete unification, the and where we can unite with a with a living unity. In line with the truth of the universal will, which is Or Hashem Vikvodo, the light of God and God's honor, Asher Benishmat Hayakum Kulo, which is in the very soul of all creation. It's in the soul of all existence. And when uh, the work of Musar, the, our entire effort, is to raise ourselves, to purify ourselves, so that then our Tselem Elohim can really express itself completely freely, and, and then we'll, we'll really bring, we'll bring the world to, to its perfection, to its improvement. And, um, and we have to understand that that's what it's about. So let's, um, what time is it? It's, um, Let's see which one. All right, I want. I let's read these two. You know what? I want to do one Pesach one, and then come back to this one. So that'll that'll be about the right timing. So this one, I'll just read read the Tzipita um, Yeshua. Yeshua. It's entitled. He wrote this in in also around 1910, 1912. 
And it says when the angel of uh, what the we get asked five questions when we pass away. One of them was Sipita le Yeshua. Were you expecting redemption? Were you expecting uh, completion? And and that's what the Nazir uh, entitled this section. And then this particular piece, Merkaziyuta Havaya Benishmata Adam, the centrality of existence. And of course, the word Havaya, existence, is one of the most important words because it's Yud Hey Vav Hey in the order that, and in our experience of Yud Hey Vav Hey, is the Havaya. So here is the centrality of existence, Benishmat Adam, in the human soul. And he says it's possible for us to reach a level where we can discover in ourselves at Hamirkaziyut Shokola Havayashabikirbo. We can then discover ourselves the centrality of all existence within us. And then we are connected to all that is. Then we Ruchot, we feel in our spirit everything that, that is sensed, kola asu, everything that is done. Everything that shines and everything that moves, and um, and this is, and he ends with a quote here that uh, God does nothing without revealing His secret to His to His servants, the the prophets. Amos said, and so then we have the we have the capability when we can, within ourselves, reach the centrality, the ha-merkaziyut, shakol ha-havaya shebekirbeinu. And may we be blessed to do so. And um, I want to end with this one. So I'll just read you, share you uh, a short one from Pesach, since we're still in Pesach. That's the, this, here we are. All right, so remember we said in the Pesach, as soon as we, before we began, Halach, this is the prayer of property. Anybody who's hungry, come and eat. And uh, now we were slaves, next year we'll be free. And so that we say, it's called everyone who's hungry, come and eat. Everyone needs, come and, and have from the Pesach. And Rav Cook from this learns that the unique feature of Israel, who or hachesed, the light of caring, the light of compassion, shezehu oro harishon shel Avraham Avinu alavashalom. This was the first light, like stakan mishpat, are the words that are connected to Avraham is what he brought to the world, but also his his tent was open on all four sides, and he reached out even though he just had an operation to feed the visitors, and we see chesed as, as, as being Abraham's, and you know, Alpi Kabbalah, Abraham's main trait is chesed. That from this comes forth many, many rays of light. That spread forth on the entire expanse of life. Um, to lesamnam betzivyon meyuchad, 
Oh, I don't have any. I'm just. I don't have English here. I'm sorry for that. I'll just translate. But, but it, this is this. Uh, this is a Sivion ve Signon ha Ivri Hameyuchad. This is the unique Israelite trait. Hamofia miol Torat Chaim ve Avat Chesed that appears from the light of the Torah of life and the love of kindness. And again, I, when I read this, I, I was thinking of Rabbi Shmuley and all your wonderful activities where you're really reaching out with the chesed of Abraham to everyone who needs it. And, um, and then he goes on and explains that this is the, 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 the inheritance of Jacob to, um, to want to be to really desire the godly good, the good for for all life. And therefore, the first thing we do as soon as we're free now to have the Seder, we reach out. The first thing that the Seder expresses is the desire to remove all pain and all suffering, all lacking. And, and then we don't receive them, you know, with a, with a blank face or stern. We really invite people to, to fully celebrate with us. And this is the Netiyah HaTivit Israel. This is the nature of Israel. And Zoti Ma'ala. And this is what Israel is meant to teach the world. It's not that we're, this is what we're, we're meant to show this to the world so that we, the world sees that this is a practical choice and, and actually much preferable. But he says, Zoti This is the highest level that brings the light of inner unity to Israel. That where or from the darkness itself will come forth the light. And so I really want to bless us that we be agents of that. And then to complete this, there's a piece that, um, again, he wrote this maybe around 1910. Therefore, given everything that, um, that he's been presenting, we have to understand that we, are, we, have, a, we have a responsibility in this. We are called upon to raise ourselves, to raise our essence, to increase our greatness, to broaden our wisdom. With the light of life that we can gather within us, we can add light and life to all to all life. We can add light and life to light. And all existence is actually pushing us to enable the elevation of life. We're being pushed to participate in this process. Shitfot um, channels flowing with a, des- a, w- a desirous will and, and full of life that can fill all existence 
these channels are are coming towards us. That's that's what's moving us. Mit alim they are elevated in our elevation. Shavim yam shitfam or and all of these um, the Ora Chaim, the Yesh Kulo, all existence is uh, is elevated in our elevation. The Anu Kulanu and we, all of us, masters of will and recognition. We have desire and we also have intelligence. We are called upon to develop all that is, to open all existence. To expand the boundary of, of, of the, of, it's not our being, the, the boundary of the existence. We're called upon to elevate our desire, to clarify, purify our recognition, our consciousness, to, to strengthen our yecholet, our abilities. Why? Our aspirations are beyond any borders. We want the completion of all existence and its fulfillment, nothing less. Yitziat Mitzrayim, Altikra Yitziat Mitzrayim, Elam Yitzirat Mitzarim. Right, the going, the, and he says in another, we said, did I say this last week? I'm, if I didn't, I should, but he said, the Yitziat Mitzrayim was the first step of Geula, and it's the step, and, on, and from then on, we've been in an ongoing, nonstop process of Geula, and the return to Israel is now the time for us to bring about the Geulat HaOlami, and not just the Geula of Israel, because Beli Metzarim Hishi'ifatenu, our aspirations are beyond, without borders. Bekol Metzar Vegvul, Hineinu Notnim Brachot Nitzchim, into every limited area, every bounded area, we can be bringers of the blessings of the eternal. Ozlanu Belohim Sela, our power is with Elohim. Eta olamim kulam anu mitnasim. We can raise anu minasim misgavim umifarim. We can raise, splendify, exalt all the worlds. Venotnim peel leel cheha olamim. And we can bring splendor and glory to the divine. So I bless us. We have to understand. Anu kroim liftoach etayesh kulo. We're called upon to develop all existence. Laarchivet gvul havayato. And now, you know, we can see microscopically. We all these things are part of that energy that we're called upon. Lehaalot etatsmenu laharbot et gdulatenu ulaarchiv et chachmatenu to raise ourselves, increase our greatness, broaden our wisdom, so that we can really, really participate with, with the Or HaChaim, the divine Or HaChaim, the, that is bringing the whole world to its fulfillment, to its full goodness. Bimheira be'yamenu, 
and may we amen, reach amen. this level of capacity which God wants us to sooner rather than later and let us say amen 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 beautiful beautiful Hevra we have about seven or eight more minutes if folks have some questions here they want to jump in with feel free to unmute yourself I and always thank have you questions, but I want to create space for others here. Rabbi Uter. Hi, Rabbi Uter. Can you unmute? <laughs> or Lauren or Yehuda. I can unmute. My, I can unmute people, I think. Myself. Oh, good. There he is. Rabbi Uter. You, oh, he, he just muted. Unmuted, unmuted. Why can't I? You hear me? Yeah, we hear. Oh, we did, and now we don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wait, one more time. One more time. We can't hear you. I think we cross signals. signals. Okay. I wish I could just unmute him. Somebody else want to jump in while we're waiting for uh, for his to work? Lauren, have any questions? Okay. Which commentator on Rav Kook do you recommend? Tzvi Yaron, Tzvi Yehuda, Rabbi Mursky? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I'll tell you, I prefer reading Rav Kook than anybody writing about Rav Kook. I think he's much larger, deeper, clearer than anybody writing about him, with all respect. Um, the, I, I'm reading now in Hebrew Rabbi Mursky's book that's been translated Hebrew, and it's wonderful in terms of giving us details and telling this story. I mean, it misses some, some, some fundamental moments in his life, but it's a good presentation about Rav Kook. Um, Rav Kook... There's a great story that Rav Yashuv Cohen Zatzal, one of the rabbis of my life, who's the Nazir's son, said in, in 1963, he went to New York and he visited the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And the Lubavitcher Rebbe asked him, when you go back to Israel, ask your father, the Rav Nazir, who was Rav Kook's main Talmud, David Cohen, why did Rav Cook write in the style that he write in, which is like a modern Hebrew? He was actually a, a modernizer, an innovator of Hebrew. But why did he write in that language? Why didn't he write in a rabbinic language? Why didn't he write in a Kabbalistic language or, or Yiddish or so on? And so, so he, went to, he went to ask his father. He came back a year later to the Lubavitcher Rabbi, and he says, my father, the Rav Nazir, that's how told me, Rav Cook wrote the way he wrote because he wanted people to understand it. He wrote it in such a way that anyone who's focusing and can really understand it, they can understand from it without all, other, all the commentaries I've seen try to say what he's saying in more words. And, and not, as, not as poetically or, you know, not. So he, that's what, but, if you want to learn about his history and all that, from what I've seen, Rabbi Mursky's book is excellent. The, um, 
but yeah, that that's yeah, that, that's that's my response to that. That's my response to that. Uh, thank you. You're muted. Thank you. Anybody else want to jump in here? Um, yeah, I'm just, um, yeah, this book is very much like, um, was Ralph Cook's intention that this would be a way to bring in a messianic era? Um, it, you know, it, it's so utopian, but it's beautiful. What, what was the intention? The intention was to make this utopian real, make this utopian okay. real. And, and, you know, in Israel, we're working on it. A lot of parts of it are actually happening. A lot of parts of it are actually happening. Rav Yitzchak, um, I read about the minhag of Rav Cook to pour a little bit of water into the Havdalah Kiddush cup so that it's chesed over, over Gevura. Is that every Kiddush cup or every Kiddush cup or just Havdalah? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I have to think. I, I know I read about that Minhag, Zavdala, and I have a feeling. Yeah, I have a feeling. Friday night. Let me see if I can find that out. Okay, wonderful, friends. We thank you for joining us today. We look forward to session ten out of ten. God willing, even more after that uh, of uh, of our Rav Kook Torah, and we wish everyone a Moadim Masimcha, a wonderful night in Israel. And a, and a beautiful day everywhere else in in uh, in the diaspora. And thank you very much for your participation. Yashikok, thank you so much.